Welcome to Paper 2. I'm Simon Dubner. I'm Stephen Dubner. How are you? You know, it's a busy time of year, busy you time. say? Yeah. Before we start, our episode has a main theme we'll get to in a minute. We just want to acknowledge a quick few things. First of all, we do know that Barcelona lost to Levante. Our unbeaten streak <laughs> is over. We're not, we weren't trying to avoid it. We just couldn't record last week. It was a crazy match, it wasn't it? It was a crazy it? match. 5-4 loss. We were down 5-1. You were, you were really thinking they could make it back from 5-1. It was 5-4 with like 20 <laughs> minutes left. Of course I thought we could. But even when it was 5-1, you were thinking. No, I wasn't. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't think we could tell it was 5-3. How big of a disappointment is it to you to not be unbeaten? It's pretty disappointing. Yeah. Um, especially considering that Madrid's won the Champions League pretty much. I don't believe Listen in Listen to you. No I, faith in Liverpool. A little bit. What happened to Mo Salah being the whatever? The second coming of the Messiah. How fun is he going to be in the World Cup, do you think? It's going to be fun. Yeah. Who are you most looking... What, name a few players that you just can't wait to see in the World Cup. Well, obviously Messi, because I'll watch him whenever. I'm trying to think who else. If It'll be interest, interesting to see how healthy Neymar is. Yeah. I think France has great young players. Mbappe, Dembele. I'm excited to see Lewandowski in the World Cup. I'm excited to see what Mueller does, because he's been... On and off recently. He's had a terrible year. It was two years ago. He's not been good for Bayern this year. But he's on pace to become the highest ever goal scorer in World Cup history. Wow. So there are plenty of young players. A lot of good players didn't make teams. I don't remember all the players. I saw a lineup. If you made a starting 11 out of France's players who didn't make it, they could pretty <laughs> easily make the quarterfinals. Really? It was unbelievable. Wow. I saw that NYCFC's own Matarita was called up. Yes, for Costa, Costa, Rica. Costa Rica, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good good. 4-0 win, so, win yesterday really against Colorado. Good. NYCFC, is, uh, they're fun to watch. Yeah, we weren't there. We, we weren't there. Yeah. I did watch, um, I guess, the last yeah. maybe 35 minutes on TV. Yeah, when I they saw the highlights in Delhi. Yeah. Via is, I mean... <sighs> It's been a remarkable yeah. four years. Speaking and I of thank him. historic Barca, before we get to what we're talking about, we want to say a few things. Congratulations to Chelsea on winning the FA Cup. It so basically that sort now. of salvaged the season? Or not really? Kind of. I think Conte's going to be gone. They finished fifth? I think fifth, yeah. What else? Gigi Buffon, a legend, is leaving Venice. Oh. He, I don't know where he's going, but it seems like he's not retiring. Oh. And um, Fernando Torres is leaving Atletico Madrid after winning the Europa League. So wow. congratulations. Uh, and if, Griezmann, it's gonna ha- he's coming to Barca. If you were Buffon, would you come to the States? I, I'd love him to come here. I, don't, I think it depends on how well you think he can play at that top level still. I don't know. I, I think it could be a great move for him. Let me ask you this. Speak English, I know. What about the difference between a keeper and an outfield player in terms of both aging and transferring to a league? Do you, wouldn't, I would think that a keeper... He'd concede two goals a year. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, no, not really. No, he'd, he'd do very well here. Speaking of keepers, older keepers who um, have changed from European leagues to the American league, um, Timmy, Timmy Howard had a rough yeah, day yesterday. He did. We, he conceded which, four to the He's the keeper now for the, the Colorado, Colorado Rapids. Rapids. Is that yeah. what they are? Yeah. He, yeah. Basically, every time I looked up, he was on his butt with Via having shot past him. Yeah. It was really, yeah. yeah. Um, somebody else from NYCFC got called up to a World Cup squad, and I don't know who. Not sure. It wasn't Medina. I don't know where he's from, actually. Um, you know who I miss? Tell me. Nemesh. Adam Nemesh. <laughs> you do not. Our cult hero. <laughs> we got to get to the main point of the episode. What is the main point of the episode? We are thinking, arguably, the greatest midfielder of all time, hmm. Andres Iniesta, is leaving Barcelona. It's really, really sad. And let me just tell, speak to, directly to the listeners for a minute. I've never seen Solomon so, I'm not going to say down or depressed yeah. or even sad, but so... D- 
It's it's really sad. Um, there's something very so like you definitely you very like, much appreciate every day. I've said to you, I can't believe he's leaving. I yeah. miss him so much. It just it's funny because you're at the age where you know you haven't been around that long, yeah. so you haven't seen that many yeah. people die. You haven't seen that many like ends of an era. But this yeah. really feels to yeah. you like the end of an era. Like, I have a life outside of football. No, but not really. Not really. Not really. <laughs> I'm kidding. And yes, like he's been. The one constant at Barca. Well, or not the one constant, but he's true. been the most senior constant I can remember. He's also the kind of person and player. Yeah. It's that, like Pep Guardiola has a quote about him. I don't remember the exact quote. It's something like, whenever players tell me how to get better, both footballing-wise and professional-wise, just how to handle themselves, I say, look at Iniesta, do what he does. He's, just, he's a model professional. and It's more than that, though. Can you, for those who haven't watched a lot of Iniesta, for those who may not even really know Andres Iniesta, give us a thumbnail biography and then talk about what he does that's so remarkable or different? He joined Barcelona, I don't know, he was very young. 12 He's, or 13, right? I think tw- something like that, maybe even 11. Is he Spanish, Catalan? He's Spanish. He's playing one of Catalonia's adopted sons. He doesn't speak on politics, which makes sense. Um, He's very... He's just calm he's not a big talker there's a famous story of peps our great probably greatest manager ever one of them his first two games in la liga we got one point total against bad teams and iniesta is known to be pretty quiet and he came in to pep's office saying we believe in you we think we're going to be great this year we're going to destroy everyone we're playing brilliantly and they won the treble that treble was possible because of one of the greatest moments in barca history it was at Stamford Bridge, uh, Chelsea Stadium, the second leg of the Champions League semifinals. With just minutes ago, we were 1-0 down on the day and on aggregate, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he scored just an unbelievable goal into the upper 90 from the edge of the box to just send Barca to the Champions League final, and to win, which helped, which is how we won the treble. It was how how cool. would you describe his style of midfield play and also what was his role in the club? His role varied. Um, he was always he's oscillated between being a facilitator and slash controller, controlling the tempo of the game. Besides, and being a playmaker, he's become more of the controller since Xavi has left. Yeah. But I've I've said in general, no, so few players can exert such complete control over a match when they want. One example that really stands out to me is a few years ago. It was a few weeks before I started school, and my mom and I were actually in Iceland just on a vacation. It was great. And I convinced her to take me to a local pub to watch the UEFA Super Cup, Barcelona versus Sevilla. And it was a crazy game. We ended up winning 5-4 in extra time. Pedro scored his last Barca goal, which I remember. Anyway, it was, I can't remember, I think it was 4-1 or 5-1 at some point in the 60-something minute. And he came off. No, it was 4-1. And Sevilla came back and made it 4-4 like right after he came off. They scored three goals. As he just, they just, We couldn't control the game without him. Mm. And it's just, he makes you feel calm. Like, also, the one thing is, for Barca fans, we we tend to get very angry at our players, as most fans do. There are two players who we don't yell at, Messi mm. and Iniesta. You just, yeah. there's no there's no way, especially as a Barca fan, to feel any anger towards them. And I think there are a few players who have history of football that very few people have hated or disliked, even rivals. Like, you, you'll almost never find a Real Madrid fan who hates Iniesta. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how you would never really find a Barca fan who hated Casillas or maybe Raul. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not Raul, but um, he's just down to earth. He's he's the epitome of decency, I'd say, as a footballer. 
And also, he, he's one of the greatest big game players of all time. He's not a goal scorer, but he scores in big games. He's been the man of the match in Champions League finals, Copa de Rey finals, World Cup final, Euro final, and many classicos. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, and he's how old now? 33 or 4? I think 34. And just describe his kind of um, decline. Well, I don't know if decline is exactly the right word, but the reason he's not staying is because he, he can't or would I think he's still, quality-wise, I think he's one of the best midfielders in the world, without a doubt. But he can't play that well. It's not that he can't play that well consistently. It's that he can't play consistently. It's he's, stamina. He's exhausted. You're going to be using a substitution every game. He can't really play 90 minutes. Even this year, he was rested a lot. He also looks like an accountant. He does. It's the most conservative looking. Uh, yeah. Like you put a gray suit and a briefcase yeah. on, you think, yeah, there's there's a yeah. there's a very nice. He doesn't manager. look like an athlete. He doesn't. Most of Barca stars don't look like athletes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, the I did see. I, I did see <laughs> some um some pictures of him when he was younger he with hair, hair and yeah. uh, he did look. Um. I mean, the thing that I've noticed about him is, first of all, his relationship with the referee is always. It's different. Respect. It's very respectful. Everybody respects him. Yes. Um, I've never seen in any sport, however, it's this is just um, adding on to what you were saying. I've never seen in any sport a player from the opposing team be treated with such um, reverence and appreciation yeah. by the opposing fans. Like I've seen matches where Barca would be some I don't know Sevilla yeah. or somebody on the road. 4-0, and they bring off Iniesta, and the fans yeah. are clapping for him. It's yeah. just remarkable. But the Sevilla one was a Copa final. Cause yeah, it, yeah, that's actually... No, that's yeah, actually no, he's gotten in the Bernabeu to applaud him, which is, mm. to applaud him, which is very hard for Barca And the other thing about him is he seems like the least self-aggrandizing yeah. um, player. He doesn't like, want any glory. When he comes off the pitch, you know, yeah. he kind of claps up at the crowd, yeah. but his kind of eyes are down. I don't know if it's a hu- humility or... Whatever, but it's um. I, I'm just curious what you, as a young human, making your way in the world, yeah. figuring out the way that you're going to navigate life. Mm-hmm. I'm curious whether there's anything from Iniesta or other players that you kind of draw from. I think it goes off again. What I told you, Pep said, even not just as a player, as a person. Be Iniesta. He treats people with respect, and he gets respect back. I think it's that simple. He's mm-hmm. he's just a a good person. I think. I think he's a simple guy. I think he's a smart guy, but I think he's not—he's not flashy. He's not fancy or anything. I think he just goes about living his life, and that's why people like him so much. Have you ever noticed yourself imitating his kind of way of thinking, way of being, way of treating people? I'm just curious. I'm not sure. Really, I don't know mm-hmm. the inside workings of his brain. I'd love to, but I'm not really sure. And where is next for him? I understand it's not yet decided. Right? China or Japan? China I think or Japan, Japan? It seems. Yeah. Now I understand. I read this. Iniesta revealed that he had been contacted by Man City boss Pep Guardiola yeah. over a potential move. Where did you read that? Um, I was can't it, remember. I was was just, it Yahoo? I don't know. Because there, there have been a lot of reports of that. That are It think, might wrong. be fake. I'm not sure. But he here's a been. quote from him. Guardiola sent me a message. You have to see where the quote is from, though, because a lot of people will make up quotes. Is that right? Yeah. Well, here's the quote, as real or not as it may be. Guardiola sent me a message. Information came out, but I could not go to City or another team that was not Barca in the elite. That does sound accurate, yeah. does it not? Yeah. No, that's true. Can you just explain, again, for those who follow, especially American sports, where if I'm cut by the Yankees, let's say, yeah. and the Red Sox offer me a contract, hell yeah, I'm yeah. going. So why, why is it, how and why is it so different in this case? I think, first of all, he is leaving on his own terms. Okay. Um, second of all, I think... Barca's the club of his life is is what he loves. I think if he felt he could give a top top team his best, 
he would do it at Barca. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what kind of next stage career will it be like playing in Japan or China? What will that be like for him, they're, do you think? They're going to love him. Yeah. He's going to be treated like a national mm-hmm. hero. So whether he goes to China or Japan, um, what do you think is the primary intention of the league and the team that's going to pay him millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars? Is it really to achieve a new level of play or is it really PR or what? I think it's both. Of course, it'll make them a lot better on the pitch. I think it's also people will pay a little more attention to their league because people want to know what's going on with Anderson. Yes, so they'll probably help that it's a boom. Like when you get that one big player, they re- like David Beckham coming to the MLS is what really helped move the MLS up. I think they're trying to get the same thing with Iniesta. Granted, it'll be different because I think Beckham is more of a personality than Iniesta. But I think it's um, you want people to watch you. How do you think his game will translate? And the reason what I'm really thinking about yeah. is, is specifically this. He, he's Barca, been in the system. Yeah, well, Barca plays a style and at a level that I can see inferior athletes. Not if you're playing with inferior yeah. athletes, you might look really bad playing with them. And yeah. I was actually, because I was actually going to ask you also, like what would happen if Iniesta came to, to MLS? Would he be good here? Or is it so different a style of play that what he does well wouldn't really work? I think it's a combination. I think it has to do with Pirlo. The same thing that happened. Granted, Pirlo was later on in his career. He was he had lost it more. Um, I think I think it'll be interesting to see. I don't know how well Iniesta would do MLS. I don't know how it would do in Japan slash China. I think the inferior thing is the players will understand his movements, his passes, his tactics as well. So it definitely will be a struggle, at least at first. At a certain point, his just his overall quality will show and prevail. I understand that DC United has or is about to sign a certain glump delicious player. The glump. Wayne Rooney to DC United. I think it might be official. I'm not sure. How excited are you? Eh. I'm not that excited. <laughs> because why? It's just He's not that good anymore. I, I don't think he's what the league really needs. I'm not sure if it's... I don't think it's official. It's not official. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he'll be that good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Now, we should also say that... Iniesta's final match with Barca is taking place in about starting about an hour from now. Yeah, is that right? we're recording now because you have to go to San Francisco. I do. I'm going to San Francisco for work, so yeah. unfortunately we couldn't record this after his yeah. last match. How many how many hankies are you going to go through that last match? A couple hundred, I think. <laughs> Probably. Who who are we playing? Real Sociedad. Uh huh. And yeah. there's absolutely nothing at stake, nothing right? at stake. for anybody. <laughs> I want Iniesta to score. I feel like he probably will, maybe. Did Sociedad... Let me uh, actually make sure there's nothing at stake for them. I should check the table. Yeah, you should check the table. Um, yeah, let's assume at least they're not playing for, you know, for they're relegation. They're not playing for relegation or the title. Yeah, where where are they? Where are they at in the table right now? They're in 11th. Okay, yeah. It's like nothing to play for. Yeah. So what 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 is this match then? What, what? It's in yesterday. Is it? Uh-huh. It's in yesterday. Is it in uh, Barcelona? It's the comp now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yesterday was David Villa Day. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, because he scored his 400th career goal. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So what do you expect? What kind of formation? Uh, I think a lot of formation? old players are oh, for, tactically. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really care, honestly. I'll be honest. There's nothing to play for. I think it's about Iniesta. But will it? Will a formation feature him in some oh, way? Oh, yeah. He'll or? start, and then he'll come off for the applause. And he'll come off in the, what, 70th, 60th something minute? Like that, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think the mood will be like in the stadium? I think people will be upset that we lost to Levante. Mm. I think people will still be upset, as I am, that we are not in the Champions League final. Wow. Because I think we should be, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Right. But I think it'll mostly just be a thanking and appreciating and worshiping Iniesta. 
how dear would a price for a ticket to this match be? Or do you think it's not that big a deal? I don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that as much as the appreciation for Iniesta will be gigantic, you're saying that the sentiment overall of Barca fans is still disappointment over... I think it's been a great season. We were not expected to win the league. We weren't expected to do it with at least as of now one loss once we'd already won the league. I think, I don't know about most Barca fans, I still surf your superior to Real Madrid. Even though they are in the Champions League final, if we win today, they do 2-2 with Real yesterday. They're finishing third this year. If we win today, we'll finish, I think, 17 points ahead of them or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Big question about Iniesta. Who replaces him uh, on Barca? Oh, who God. fills that role? <laughs> so I'm only happy with one of our starting midfield options, Busquets. I like Rakitic. I don't think he should be starting that much anymore. I think he's very inconsistent. I think he, he actually. I think he can be to start start depending on who we have. He shouldn't be our second best midfielder, which is what he will be as of now. Arthur is coming in in I think January. We're trying to get him July, but it won't work. Um, I think he's great, unbelievable. Could be there for ten, twelve years or something. But a twenty-one-year-old guy who has never played in Europe is not the immediate solution. I think we need someone like Thiago, Pjanic, Verratti. And do you think there are any chances of getting anyone at that level during the summer? No. Or no? I think, it's, I think it's possible. I think the board is not mm-hmm. capable. The board is just too in love with Paulinho? Probably. <laughs> Other than Iniesta, the end of the Barca season, what else are you thinking about and looking forward to in, in footy? Is I it think, you know, World, th- World it's Cup? the World Cup. We're going to have a yeah. lot of good stuff for you guys during the World Cup. Yeah. What are your kind of storylines that you're um, excited about so far? Well, you know the big one. Messi. I, I, I want slash need Messi to win it. Yeah. I think it'll be exciting to see Mo Salah continue his form. Mm-hmm. I said Neymar before. I said France. Um, Can I ask and yes, his last World Cup will be exciting. Which, um, I don't know much about which uh, national squads. Um, I mean, well, let me back up. I don't know much about any of this. Yeah. But I gather that the German national squad probably features more players who played together during the yeah. season a lot than anyone else. German right? Maybe and Spanish, Spanish yeah, yeah, yeah. both of those. Yeah. And English is not... As much players who play together, it is a good amount, but the, I think same league, same league, usually, yeah. right? Because yeah, exactly. nobody else wants English players. I don't. It's weird. English it players weird, don't really venture far. They really know. Why is that? I don't know. It's weird. Do you think? I mean, obviously, the money in England yeah, is, is really good, right? That's true. Yeah, but it is. It is. Some. Strange. I think Deli Ali and or Harry Kane will end up in Spain or Germany or France one day. But if they me. call up Gareth Bale and say, "How was it?" I'm gathering he's going to say it was crap. Yeah, they they didn't like me. He's I mean, Welsh, but yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah, in this case, I mean, it, it's, in this case, you yeah. know, it's pretty pretty close. Yeah. I mean, did also did, Madrid fans are the hardest to please, along with Barca. Did uh, <laughs> did Kane and Bale play together on Spurs, or was Kane not there yet? Kane not there yet. Yeah, yeah. I could see Kane going to like PSG at some point. I can mm-hmm. definitely see that. A front three of Kane and Bappe and Neymar. Ooh, Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be good. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Iceland, do you care about? I mean, everybody's It's intense. exciting, yeah. It's going to be exciting for them to play Messi. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how Croatia can do. They always have a good roster, good team on paper, but they never do that much. Mm-hmm. We saw them in the Euros. They were yeah, good. Yeah. Beat Spain. Portugal? Are they a dark horse? Hmm, they're a charcoal horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't, I don't expect much from them. Mm-hmm. Um, give me one other dark horse, one other club to watch. Maybe not mm. that you're expecting to do so well, but to do... Uh, I would say Belgium. I don't think they even count as a dark horse. Right, yeah. Give me give me another. I'm trying to think. I think Costa Rica could mm-hmm. make a real impact. Mm-hmm. It's weird to have no Italy, Chile, Chile Netherlands. The USA doesn't belong in that category. <laughs> uh, no, it's not, um, I don't think there are that many... 
huge dark horses. I think Nigeria could do some good things, but that, but it'll be hard to get out of the group. Now I was with uh, Argentina, Croatia. I now I should say that Freakonomics Radio, my other show, yeah. uh, our lesser show, <laughs> is doing an episode on on the World Cup that'll be coming yeah. out. I believe it'll come out the day before the first match, and I think the first match is Russia Saudi Arabia. It is that's right. So, and in that, that episode will feature uh, many people that you and I both admire yeah. and enjoy speaking with. Simon Cooper, Stefan Shemainsky. Roger Bennett. Roger Bennett. Now, Roger Bennett, the other day, when I asked him to discuss... And it'll feature me. First. It will feature it you, will yeah. Feature We're, we haven't done that interview yet, but I'm yeah. looking forward to that. So here's a question. I had asked him about the awarding of the 2026 World Cup, which will be announced. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get it. Now, how... So... I think we're... Apparently it's honest. now North America versus Morocco, yeah. but it could be someone else still. Is that the way it works or I'm no? I'm not sure. I also heard that maybe one of them, I forget which one, Canada or Mexico might pull out. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think, I think we're going to be too honest. Well, here's what Roger Bennett said. Which is not necessarily bad. Yeah. He said he could not envision a scenario whereby Putin, who's apparently the one who's going to pick and announce it, would ever oh, allow yeah. himself to say that the That's cup true. is going to America. That's true. Yeah. But this is a big deal. I mean, how? Wh- what's your excitement level about the U.S. getting the cup in 2026? Pretty low, because I don't think we're going to get it. I'm, really? I don't think we're going to. All right, let's imagine for a minute. Literally, I want you to try to imagine yeah. it's the moment, whether it's Putin or so, uh, uh, however it happens. It would be very exciting. If we get it, how would you be anticipating your... It wouldn't be for eight years. Yeah, but but it still be soccer, very exciting. In soccer time, that goes fast. Not really. <laughs> and it'd be very exciting. Yeah. Um, do you envision? So you'll be twenty-five years old. Twenty-five. Yeah. 26 uh, hopefully, after. you won't be living with me anymore. Hopefully not. You'll be gainfully employed. Hopefully, you'll be alive. Hopefully, I'll be alive. <laughs> You're living to a hundred. That's your goal. That's the goal. Um, how many games would you like to see live in that World Cup? There're going to be more games. It's when oh, it goes to forty-eight right. teams. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to see every every game live. <laughs> I'll clone myself and go to different stadiums. You stadium. never know. By then, cloning might be really easy. It really might. Or just jetpacks. Yeah, but that will, you could a good jetpack between games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like no between, problem. like say it's in Dallas yeah. and Houston, maybe. No problem. I don't. I have no idea the geography of Texas, but maybe they're close together. Mm, I think it's between really good maybe MetLife. Yeah. And Red Bull. I don't know if Red Bull Arena would host. Uh, I think it's too small. small. Yeah, yeah. It'd be so much fun to have it here, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. MetLife would host. Also, I have to just say, I'm I'm really impressed. I I mean, I know that uh, Men in Blazers and others have been implying that soccer is the sport of America's future for the last, like, you know, or even longer, really. But I have to say, I think the MLS is doing a really good job. I do, too. Atlanta, there was a really good piece in the New York Times today about the Atlanta... uh, the, the method, Arthur Blank, well, Ezekiel Barco, the, the method, but also the fan fandom, the oh, very intense fandom. Copa ninety recently did. I haven't watched a good mini documentary about soccer culture. I think black soccer culture, specifically in Atlanta, it's like a real community, it's a real thing that I've heard is great. Well, Solomon, uh, it's been a really enjoyable for me Barcelona season. I, learning from you, I have a good ending. Let's hear it then. When Iniesta leaves, we'll all go boo hoo. Oh. It's not funny for one; it's funny for two. Nice talking to you. Guys.